Welcome to When Daniel Met Rich. I'm Rich. I'm Daniel. Let's get to know each other. I'm so excited. I was mean mugging the camera like I was ready to fucking fight. Oh, I was just like, if this was a bar, a bar fight would have broken out. I would have like, bu- like through 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 a bar stool like at one of the dogs on the other side of the green curtain. There, yes. I was just fucking like fight me, and then the dog would be like, and then, away. And then I feel guilty. I would just feel nice. guilty. I don't want to hurt animals. I just want to nice. kill turkeys. So, um, let us know your thoughts and feelings and concerns and whatnot at WDMR Podcast on Twitter. We are now on Stitcher. We're on Stitcher. We are on Stitcher Radio. This is so exciting. Yes. Ah, so, with new art, too. New yeah. art. New art on there. So if you're sick of the SoundCloud, jump over to Stitcher. That's where we're at. It's true. We've also uh, done a little bit of formatting change to where uh, most of the nerd stuff is going to be focused in our other podcast, Dan and Rich Nerd Archive. So if you look Yeesh. for the Nerd Archive, the nerd that's archive. where you'll find that one. Where I'm the librarian and host. Yes of said podcast yes. so you're taking this back over and you were initially hosting it the first time and then we were like okay well let's make like an adult centered podcast where we can talk about the crazy you know um uncensored talk and yeah. i wanted you to do that because you tend to have the more perverted mind of the both of us and would that, be, you that know, is definitely you, true you're, you're you're more centered on that not that i haven't had a very delinquented <laughs> past i was what you would call a uh, uh uh not a vandal but a uh um, Hooligan? Yeah. What are they? Scam. What do you start as in Final Fantasy Tactics? What do they call you? It's something oh, just like a yes, a vagrant. I was such a vagrant. <laughs> I'm a fucking vagrant. Was. Now I'm yes. married. I'm a good boy. Nice. Yes. <laughs> I was going to sexual history is equal parts fucked up and wholesome. Anyway. That's so true. But I'm excited to be able to do this specifically yes. with you now. So this, so this one will be focused more on getting to know each other developing our friendship and whatnot and develop and talking more of those sensitive issues or oh yeah inflammatory topics or whatever but very inflammatory and we'll get into nerd stuff but we're mainly focused on the nerd stuff in the other podcasts yeah so check out the nerd archive for the nerd stuff stick around here to get to know us oh and you're gonna yes. get to know us and you are gonna get, <laughs> you to, are know gonna us. get to know so us. <laughs> to start off i would like to ask the uh What's your solution to the trolley problem? What's, a, what's the trolley problem? Problem? I don't know the what that is. The trolley problem is a phil- philosophical idea that is a que- that helps develop your morality or gives a sense of your morality. So okay. here's the problem. There is a trolley on a track, and it's going. It cannot be stopped. It is going to go. Okay? It is headed in a straight path. And stuck on the straight path further down are five people. Five people you don't know. Okay. Now, right before it gets to those five people, there's a switch. So you can throw the switch to send the trolley onto a different track. Mm -hmm. On that track, there is one person stuck. You cannot remove these people. Okay. The trolley is going to hit someone. Okay. Now... Do you leave it alone and you are in no way responsible for the death of five people? Or do you throw the switch and you are directly responsible for the death of one person, but you've saved five people? Okay. Which do you choose? Mm, Easy answer. 
um, I channel Toby Maguire and I get in front of said trolley and I shoot one web here and one web here and I just let it like pull me back and I'm going to get stretched real thin and I'm going to make the most contorted diarrhea face or maybe constipation face I've ever made in my life. But I'm holding that trolley right. That trolley's not going. It's going to go through me before it has to go through anyone. Okay. Right. But I'm Toby Maguire, so I snap in half, and then the trolley derails in the middle because we didn't throw the the switch. Oh no, it would go no, straight and hit the five people. Okay, yes. no. Um, but to get serious, uh, I still love Spider Man Two, and no, I'm not going on a <laughs> Spider Man Two diatribe. Um, no, uh, with, with this, I really like this one because uh, I heard on a different podcast where they kind of had the same thing, except it was uh, centered around AI cars, like smart cars, where you choose whether you you die or your car hits a certain amount of people right so you have to choose uh your car is going to go into a barrier and or not your car but said car is going to have say your car has like a pregnant woman an old person and uh, a, a kid in in the back seat right yep and then if you you can either send them into the barrier or you can send them through the crosswalk where said people are jaywalking but said people is a doctor running in to make a quick surgery for a patient who really needs it. Right. Right. Where you have to make these decisions, right? My first question is, who is the one person on the other track, okay? Because if it's Steven Spielberg, uh, all five of those motherfuckers can die. Well, see, here's... It it starts... The problem starts with they're all strangers. Okay. You don't know anyone. Okay. No one is immediately recognizable to you, but the trolley cannot be stopped. And it's, uh-huh. are you making uh-huh. the conscious decision to kill one person to save five? Mm-hmm. Or are you making the conscious decision to do nothing and let five people die? Okay, but if you throw the switch, one other person dies. Right. That's the moral quandary there, is that you can actively save five people, but you are also actively killing Yeah, I was going to say, because that's the thing. You are going, you are, but so. you are, by pulling that trick, you can let it go and not have to do, like, anything to do with it. But I think at the end of the day, that guilt would still ride you, right? That would still ride your ass, and you'd it still depends be kind of like, your well, what do I do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, four, four, five lives versus one, you know what I mean? You throw the switch, and, you know... That's where, you know, there's these shades of gray, right? If it if it has to be a black and white answer, if it has to be kill five people, um, let five people die or kill one person, it's kill one person, right? Okay. So, um, which is which is a tough part, right? Which, you know, and then inside of that, there's shades of gray, right? Because it's in one way, it's hard not to be incriminated yeah. with the answer of this moral quandary. But... If if I could do it, I would pull the you know I would pull the switch and let that happen. But of course, you know, real life shades of gray. I'd be I'd be hollering it, it, it per, you know that lonesome person be like, hey, I have to throw the switch, get off the track, like get, fucking yeah. move. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, which well, is like, and but if it, if said person was Taylor Swift, I would not pull the trigger. Right. And all the, five of those people can die for the, Taylor Swift and her adorable into, voice to be that's here. That's where we get into the interesting bits of the question. Now let's say. Oh, that, oh, there's, 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 there's. Let's change. Let's alternating change factors here. here. Okay. All right. All right. So, Modifiers. Here we go. So your answer is kill one person to save five. Yes. Okay. And in, in a situation where they're all complete strangers. Now let's say you know the one person. Yes. Ooh, I like this. Okay. You know them. You're familiar with them. Whether you're familiar with their work or not, you know, you're right. It's someone that you know their name, you know their actions. Oh, sure. So right. now 
it's not killing a stranger. It's killing okay. an acquaintance. So it's this person that I saw on Twitter who's just vagrantly, like, uh, blatantly disagreeing with me on what I thought about Solo. Or they could be your biggest fan. Oh, there we go. Um, it's just someone you okay. know. You will, right. you know their name. Hmm. Does that change your answer? But someone has to die. Yeah, the trolley cannot be stopped, that. cannot be derailed, and these people cannot move. Now, now to follow along, because I want you, I want to know what you would do too. You have to throw in all. Oh, this. absolutely. What was like? Yeah. You would throw the switch if so, you didn't know any of these people. You would throw the switch. I would throw the switch. Right. If it was someone I knew. Um, but did not have a close relationship with, I think I would still throw the switch because I would like to think that that person would also agree with me doing that. Yes. Yes. Okay. I Okay. I would also throw the switch. Yes. Okay. Now that one person's a family member. Ooh. Yeah. There we go. It was, oh, it's a wife. Well, I was thinking you, actually, and You're then I would let the train hit you. But uh, <laughs> then I would, pull, I would pull the switch in a heartbeat. I would be like, I would watch all five of them get why? off of the train track. And then... Why the fuck would, okay, that's why I would say Sarah, because Sarah's more important than I am. This is the most important person in your life of the course moment. well but well, he didn't say that no, he said a family, just a family it's, member no, so we can't say so it's we can say it's we can't yes. say it's yes. you yes. yes i thought sarah because yeah. jumped to right. an extreme that, like when i imagine the scenario it's five strangers on one side of the track and my father when you think family when, okay when i think it, so I think my father this is a this is pretty awesome um but then it becomes the whole thing of like, for instance, in a zombie apocalypse, um, mm -hmm. if I w in the zombie apocalypse, I would take a can of beans from a four year old's hands to give to my mother or my father. OK, because that is the I would not go the, the rope and banister in the zombie apocalypse. I yeah. would, no, that's like a it's like a dream job for me is surviving the zombie apocalypse uh, yeah. <laughs> reestablishing the world and then you know i'll be king daniel and it'll be pretty nice but anyways uh, that being said uh not like king ezekiel though i wouldn't be a dork i wouldn't be a loser i would like yeah. no i would just you know everyone has to wash my feet um where i'm going with this is that you know when it comes down to mine and yours mm-hmm it sucks because, and maybe we can, maybe you're going to get to adding more modifiers like that. Because there, the there, there's children, there's right? There's children involved. And this is tough. Throughout. This is so tough. So say like a, uh, a parent um, and a bunch of adult strangers, I would, I would not pull it. I would let it hit the five people. Um, now, uh, if any of those strangers were children, that's where you have to change the things because said person you know and what they think yeah right um which is so tough um for that one we can should we just start speed rounding because when you get into the hypotheticals there's a, like a lot of hard ways uh, well to think it's a completely it. hypothetical um, situation and you know what anyway, i mean but it's a thought experiment uh, no it is and i'm saying everything out loud just so everyone knows how i'm thinking because i can't right. you know you can't just say it and then i just answer and then that's it and everyone's right. like you know you need to know the details of where your mind is at that's how we figure out who we are right and that's how you figure out who i am um if it was a family member um said parent or thing or etc I would probably not pull the switch. 
more likely than not, odds are I'm not pulling the switch. I'm letting the five strangers die for okay. a family member. In the situation that I picture with it being my father, mm-hmm. I throw the switch. Nothing against my father. I love you, Dad. But I think that he would be more okay with me saving five people mm-hmm. than living with the anguish of having killed my own father than he would be with me saving his life and letting five people die. Maybe I'm putting more altruistic qualities to my dad than are actually there, but sure. that's how I prefer to think of my father is that he would he would be more okay with giving his life so that five people could live. Sure. So, And the way I feel about protecting my own is that, for instance, in a zombie apocalypse, um, I would find a ranch, I would set it far off, and I would have a sniper rifle, and I would have signs all around that says, uh, fire, uh, 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 if you come past this point, you will be shot on first sight. And anyone okay. that I don't know and severely trust, I don't, I, don't, I don't care if I'm doing the right thing by saving people. If I've got a stockpile of food in my house, I'm not sharing it. I'm keeping mine of my own. Okay. That's fair. Again, you know what I mean? And that's um, fair. Again, in this situation, I would let five strangers die. Yeah. And I don't, um, you know, it's something that I would I would prefer to deal with um, letting, letting those five people, you know, um, die than living with the, the idea of having killed my own parents. So, but even then with what my parents think, um, and I love my mom and dad, mm-hmm. but uh, n- they couldn't tell me anything because – now, if I can, if I can turn the tables, what would you expect them to do if you were the one person? What would they do? I think my parents would would let it go and not throw the switch. Yep. they would they would save me. But my parents would let five people die to save me too. Yeah, that's, that's just how that works. That's that's parenting. That's the deal. It's, so very true. So yeah. very true. You keep yours yep. alive. Yep. So. All right. Now. What you what you got, Brian? Uh, yeah. So, well, my, the first one. So the first yeah. one. Lives of the many versus lives of the few. I, I would say the five versus the one, for the first question. Yeah. For the second question, someone I know. The first person that came to my mind was my mother. That hurt me a little bit. Yeah. But right. I took into account of her occupation. I know she's a nurse. I know she saves more lives than five people a day yeah. she does that i would still throw that switch because keeping her alive would save more lives than anything okay else. so you would leave it alone you would leave i would it leave alone. it alone let okay. that train just smash right into those five people okay cool okay one more one more on this okay okay my last scenario of the trolley problem mm-hmm. the one person is a stranger no idea the five people on the other side are Jonas Salk, Louis Pasteur, Adolf Hitler, Nelson Mandela, and some other evil person. Okay. You've got a mixture of good and evil over was there. Was Nelson Mandela evil? No. no. No, he was a good guy. Okay, so we're alternating like good, bad, good, bad, yeah. good, bad. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Like Mussolini and Hitler are in there. Right. These are people, or even worse, we'll go We'll go. Uh, Paul Pot. Okay. Okay. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> Paul Pot and Adolf Hitler are in the group over there, as well as okay. Jonas Salk, Louis Pasteur, and Nelson Mandela. Yeah. People who have preserved life, with Nelson Mandela being the middle ground. That's a cool one. So, you're, you've are you got two points of genocide. 
and three points of saviors versus the strangers. Well, in this immediate scenario, I would let it plow through them because I don't know the numbers, right? Right. Um, some of them save a lot of lives, but some of them also are responsible for the genocide of, like, you know, actual races. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, eth- uh, ethnicities, et cetera. So I would I would let it just plow through them because I don't know how those numbers work. Now, if you told me uh, if I could dial down the numbers of, like, you know, estimated deaths in World War Two, thanks to Hitler and his ovens and uh, and then versus, you know, how many lives Nelson Mandela has saved. Mm hmm. Then, you know, if if it started to outweigh, then I would think about this one person. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But to kind of remove that and erase history so that, you know, like uh, uh, some of the things and, you know, World War Two was bad enough that like that's remembered as like just such a staunchly negative thing in the history of our world. Right. At all, right. That's a negative thing to wipe off the Holocaust, to wipe the Holocaust off the map would be massive of course like as opposed to this one person even outside of the literal amount of lives that were taken or saved just getting the negativity of the holocaust out of our history to remove that because now you make it like i can only focus on adolf hitler right because this is like literally the most evil man to walk the earth right and then outside of serial killers of course but actually no he is a serial killer for letting this happen but when you look at that from the outside perspective of like, you know, could you erase the Holocaust? Yeah, I would let it. You know what I mean? I would let it plow through all five of them. Absolutely. Paul Pot. I don't know same, who that is. Same lines as Hitler. He's from. I mean, I'm, I suck at geography, but he's he's some Asian country, and he. Uh, uh, why are you? His death you count waving? is about. Oh, okay. His death count is about five times that of Hitler. Is it combined with? The Holocaust and Allied soldiers lost. Okay, there you go. Let them die. So you know, but you've got Jonas Salk over there who created vaccines. Ooh. Okay. And, See, I didn't. And you've also got Louis Pasteur, who, you know, pa- through the pos- process of pasteurization, developed you know more vaccines, pretty much. So these are these are guys that have. Mm. Saved just as many lives. Yes. See, okay, so you've got people that are working so on medicine. It, the, See, I didn't well, know for, that. For all intents and purposes, the math over there is balanced. Okay. Well, yeah, if the math is balanced, then. So, because, like, for all the people that Hitler and Paul Pot killed, yeah. there's that many lives that have been saved by the actions of the others. See, when you make it very specific to, like, you know, just as many lives saved and just as many, I think that would affect just as many people negatively as it did positively. I don't think it matters whether or not you throw it yeah. or you put it, right? Because if just as many people are dying because you don't get these vaccines and just as many people die, well, I don't know. Here's the deal. Would would said people who discovered vaccines, would they find more? Uh, are more people likely to start a genocide or are there more people who want to be scientists and find medicine? Well, because I think more people want to find medicine. And therein lies the problem. Right. And so because even in the first situation, six strangers, you actively kill one or you passively kill five. There's still the unlocked potential of any of their actions. So one of those five people could be the source of the next genocide, could also be the source of the cancer vaccine. True. Same thing on the other side. So when we're playing it by the numbers, they kind of balance out. They really do. No, that's true. So you can't really 
take the math into effect on any of these questions, it's more the question of what could you handle living with after this takes place? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, could you handle being the guy that let five people die when you had the opportunity to save them? Or can you live with being the guy who actively killed someone to save five people? Yeah, and that's the tough part, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> hold on, you know, it's that it's that also that cl- uh, problem you're holding people off of a cliff. Which one would you drop first, kind of thing? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, good, solid questions. Yes, it's 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 a difficult problem, and it has driven philosophers nuts. I bet for yeah. years. Well, that's always the moral and, quandary, right? Is these shades and, of gray. And I love that you brought up the automated cars because that is what has brought the trolley problem into the regular conversation now. <laughs> right. It's because we're getting closer and closer to automated cars. We're It's going it's to so happen. It's so true. We're getting like, closer and closer to iRobot. Like if I were to have kids, my grandchildren probably would never need to learn how to drive. Yeah. Because it would just not be an option. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. So it's the, true. But the issue that these car companies are dealing with is that people want to buy, people want everyone else to buy a car that drives them. They don't want to purchase a car that would prefer to kill the driver over all the pedestrians. Okay. They don't want to buy a car that says, okay, in the programming, if it comes down to there's a field of people yeah, and the only way to stop the car is to kill the driver or seriously injure the driver. Mm-hmm. That's what it's going to do. Yeah, we don't want the robot to save Will Smith. We want hit the robot to save the little girl that's right. a little further away, a yeah. little further away. you know. And then Will Smith doesn't have to be pissed at him. Shia LaBeouf doesn't have to start a robot revolution right. and get his ass kicked. Yeah. That was quite interesting. Shia LaBeouf with a bad. That was pre-Constantine even, I think. What was that? Sh- uh, iRobot. And Shia LaBeouf was in that as Will Smith's little friend. And he's got a bat, and he's like, yeah. And then they're, like, all ganged up, and it's like, a gang of humans and a gang of robots okay. are all going to fight. I've seen part of iRobot. Okay, that's all right. That's fine. I've read iRobot. Which is, oh, there you go. Yeah, no, that's a good one. I was like, yeah. you know, that's fine. Like, iRobot. Isaac Asimov is, like, awesome with these questions. Okay. No, that's cool. iRobot, I no, that was a, that was an all right movie. It was, a pretty, it was yeah. pretty good. But it's the whole idea of, like, the um, – because for them, in that movie – um, there's a robot. Will Smith just he's a cop, but he hates robots. And then the story centered around is does this robot want to uh this that he has to go interview a murder suspect. The murder suspect is a robot. Yeah. Who should not kill people. And they're like, you know, through the story they find out, you know, uh, why do you hate ro- you know, robots and blah blah blah. And he said, Well, because there was a car crash and there was a robot near and it pulled me out because I was closer. And the percentage of distance between me and the girl that was in the car further and sinking away was there was more a chance of me surviving if he grabbed me and he didn't grab the little girl. Right. Yeah. And and now Shia LaBeouf has Transformers as friends, so it's time yes. to change. Time to yes. change. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I, I stopped with the Transformers after Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen. I want to do a Transformers catch-up with my cousin, who is a cool. great, huge fan. Cool. They just released a Bumblebee spinoff trailer, too. Yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, no, it, was, it looks interesting. I'm glad that it's not directed by Michael Bay. Have you, have you seen all of the Transformer movies? All of them, unfortunately. <laughs> I, after I watched the second one, Revenge of the Fallen. We're underneath the scrotum. Okay, and this is going to lead me to my next question. 
Revenge of the Fallen is the single worst movie I have ever seen. Really? It, I wanted everyone involved in that production to come to my house and do chores for two and a half hours because I wanted that time in my life back. Yeah. I didn't even give a shit about the money <laughs> I spent on the movie. I wanted that time back. No, and that makes sense. I don't. I haven't seen it in so long that I don't remember if uh, yeah how good it was or bad. I just I remember like I enjoyed it because I didn't know how like good movies from bad movies yet entirely. But also I was there like I try to go into movies and enjoy them for what they are. Yeah, and those nowadays are all like Fast picks. and Furious. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do not go to Transformers ex- expecting, you know, Oscar-worthy, you know, nomination performances right. and stuff like that. Now I'm definitely not going to see one because of the way they switch between IMAX and theatrical formats, and it drives me nuts. Really? Yeah, because I, I don't know when the last time you saw it, w- it was because they use an IMAX camera for some shots and then um, a theatrical camera for some shots. So it's switching from literally full to the edge screen, theatrical. Full screen, oh. theatrical, full screen, theatrical. And the, sh- oh my gosh, it is so distracting. It is terrible and it happens at home too. It's kind of like watching the beginning of The Dark Knight, so with like except the- for the whole movie. So with like the IMAX shots, then do they just like pan and scan or do they pick one no. section of they the frame? No, they pick one, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's No, it's rough. That could be much worse. Though. It's rough and I'm I'm pretty done now, but uh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, the, the whole thing that pissed me off about Revenge of the Fallen is that it was n- the... It all falls apart the minute he dies, and they're like, you were willing to die for a prime. We're sending you back with the spark. And, you know, he's been carrying <laughs> around Matrix. dust this whole time, and then all of a sudden it turns into the fucking, you know, glaive from Krull, and he picks it up and just jams. <laughs> At that point, I was like, this is horrible. This is the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah, They took the story, which was shaky at best and completely just dumped over the whole bucket of nails right so now it's all shit see i i i completely discounted everything that had happened in the movie before that so it was just true well wasn't megan fox being with shia labeouf discounting anything real you know real about that movie anyway oh no i've seen some really hot chicks with some absolute turds oh yeah that's also true no there's there's no thing we can talk about there's no accounting for the taste of account of attractive women when it comes to physicality also true also extremely very true uh well no uh, i know that uh christina Hendricks. um uh, you know who i'm talking about like from mad do you know who she's married to not have you seen the ringer with Johnny no. Knoxville? No. I know the guy like, she's married to. And oh, okay. He's, yeah. yeah. He's not He's not good looking. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but, she, but she's undeniably one of the better looking women to have graced television. You yeah. know what I mean? Or, you know, modeling. So it's pretty interesting uh, to, to, to see them with that. But, you know, we're going, we're going off on diatribes here. Yes, yes, yes. That's why I'm hopeful. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's why Brian's hopeful. There we go. Well, neither are we, but we have neither babes are. for yeah. wives. So. Yeah, I got my own version of Christina like, Hendricks. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're married. Oh, Brian's yeah. not, though. Brian's not married. Yeah, yeah, I'm a bachelor. Still free agent. Still free agent. There's so many things. We'll leave vi- we'll, we will live vicariously through, through you. Through you, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to need you to go to a bar later tonight and just talk to some women. But we, we want to be watching through, like, some, like, secret camera glasses, though. Which we are not going to pick up artists. Really good right. episode of Black Mirror. 
Yeah. Have you watched Black Mirror? Yes. Okay, cool. So the like, yeah, another we're going back episode? on it. Yes. Oh my, oh my God, gosh, dude. that was its own Inception episode, but you don't yeah. know it. You don't know what's going on right. and how it's going. That was an awesome episode. Where, uh, but anyways, we won't go into they're, Black Mirror. They're spoilers. all awesome. That's its own thing. Let's talk about Black Mirror on the next uh, Nerd Archive. We'll, we'll do a Black Mirror. We should catch definitely. Up eventually. Yeah, definitely. Right. So, uh, uh, but There's, no, Brian, we're gonna have you do that. And we're gonna give you instructions on how to talk to the ladies. Um, when we're doing that, so we'll we're be like, we'll be like, poisoned you know, by a cult member. Because yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we'll be over here. We'll be like, yeah, Brian. You know, like I know you're. You'll be like, I think, I think I'm gonna ask this one on a date. We're gonna be like, yeah, but look at the track marks on her arm, dude. Oh jeez. Do you really like heroin's bad, Brian? Are you gonna start doing heroin, Brian? That would be bad. We're just. We're gonna guide you. This could be a show. This could be a show. This could be a show. It's like I'm, I'm Ryan free. hits on chicks on content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Quite yeah, literally, yeah. I have a little earlier period where we do real and a camera in my glasses where we go in real life. I go into a bar, hit on some girls. You guys are telling me what to say. Cyber we, hitch. God damn. It's like cyber I'm, hitch. Where we're Will Smith. <laughs> Telling you like coming January twenty nineteen Brian's game and we just don't agree on what to tell him and we'll have to rock paper scissors like what we want to do. There's an anime like like this. No, and I'll be like I'll be like I want I want Brian to 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 tell this this girl that she's playing too much too much uh, ACDC on the jukebox and then you're gonna be like really because I want him to go over there and like uh, get up behind her behind her ear and say. You want to put some Taylor Swift on the jukebox or like oh, something, God. and we'll have to there, rock, paper, scissors to decide who gets oh, to win. And then you have to do it, Brian. You have to fucking do it. There's a fucking anime that's almost just like that. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, yeah. The guy has to date this An girl. Anime? Yeah. Yeah. Short, long story short, girls can destroy the world. He has to date them to kind of calm them the fuck down. And there's this team just telling him, like, what to do, and they all have to vote on what the fuck to do. What is it called? I have no fucking clue Google. what it is I'm called. Google. I will just Google it. it. Turn off your camera, Google it, get, to, it. get busy. I'm familiar with it. I can't remember the name of it either. Okay. But, oh well. Yeah, can, can no, I, that's, can, a, that's a trope that's been run right. so many times. It's so true. And, I mean, what, Letterman and Ellen do it now with celebrities mm-hmm. and make them do They did that shit. for a bubbly promotion. Yeah. Where Neil Patrick Harris had his uh, arm in the – he had to put his arm in a shoulder brace. Like yeah. he had surgery and it made people like feed him bubbly. That was funny. Nice. I want to talk about one of my questions now. Yes. Hit me. I want to know how you feel about negativity on the web and um, how, how, it's, how it's evolved because now when internet came around, I was a child. I was a, I was a literal child. I remember – just wanting to be on AOL chat rooms so bad. And they had a bunch, but they had like different tiers of these chat rooms on AOL, right? Yep. And I remember taking the mouse uh, 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 wrist, uh, rest, wrist, yeah. rest. That was yeah. hard to say. The I didn't want to say it initially. Pad. Exactly. And uh, I would set it on the enter button to weigh it down to try and get into the gold chat room because I was like, ooh, I want to be in that one. But there were plenty of chat rooms at the bottom that were like not quite as full, but you know, whatever. Yeah. But uh, I remember having like my first cyber girlfriend. Uh, Cotton Cloud Twelve. Yes. Yes. Things like this. But I was so young. I didn't. I did not know. And I probably discovered my sexuality strictly through the internet as yeah. well. With you know, with access to pornography, doing all of these things. It's just different the way we're, we 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 come up, right? And there's a lot of things. And that's you know, I don't want to go directly into that diatribe um, yeah. of the way that works. But the internet is this very very sh- uh, strong veil 
Yeah. There's a lot of anonymity. Where exactly where people can create who you are or you can create an entirely new persona once that one dies. Or you can be yourself and still say things that you wouldn't say someone to their face in real life because you have this distance between you. Right. But you also have this megaphone that is that is the phone. Now, a few uh, about a month ago when Solo came out. I I was so excited that I got on and I tweeted and I said that Solo had the best twist twist since Empire and that I loved it. Said tweet was immediately retweeted by the very first person to retweet it was Ron Howard, the director, director of The Grinch, other movies I'm not thinking about right now. Oh, God, How the Grinch so Stole many. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, and he's you know he's been around. He was in Happy Days as an actor way back in yep. the day. He was in uh, what is that? What is George Lucas's first film before uh, American Graffiti? Yeah, American Graffiti. He was I, actually in that. I think he was he in THX eleven thirty eight. What? George, I don't know what you're talking about. George Lucas made a couple of films before um, Star Wars. Okay. One of which was American Graffiti, which right. was, which was Happy Days. I mean, it was, was it okay? It looks like Happy Days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that movie and Happy Days kind of brought about fifties nostalgia in the eighties. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so, so I go um, on. He also he also made another movie called THX eleven thirty eight, which was a set in a dystopian future. Okay. So I haven't seen it. I'm not that, that familiar <laughs> right. with it other than to know that <clears throat> THX 1138 was how to unlock certain cheats in Star Wars games. Okay. Brian, can you Google real quick uh, Ron Howard discography, please? So anyways. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's done a bunch of stuff. Ed he really has. And he's really way. good. His daughter, Bryce Dallas Howard, she's been in uh, some M. Night Shyamalan flicks. She was a lady in the water. She was the blind girl in the village. Um, now Jurassic World. As well, and she was in um, season three of Black Mirror. She was also Gwen Stacy in the third, su- yeah, in the third, in Spider-Man, the third Man. Spider-Man, which yes. I do not admire even slightly near as much as I do Spider-Man too. But let's not go there. Yeah. What I'm looking at right now is my tweet um, from you know. Uh, so uh, I said hashtag Solo Star Wars story has the best twist since Empire. I loved it. Now I got to this day 144 likes and 18 retweets yeah that's easily my most popular tweet right but this is what happens when uh, a hollywood famous director retweets you but what threw me off and oddly had a bigger impact now i would like to to acknowledge that while i i had these people negatively saying things about me they were still so small compared to the people who agreed with me Mm-hmm. You know, these guys didn't bring me down yeah. to the point that I was like, oh, man, this, today's going to suck. You know, they didn't put me in a bad mood. I would say that they did bring me down a notch, like a half notch. You know what I mean? Because, again, this is the Internet. Um, I'd like one of these guys to come up to my face and say that to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then we'll have a conversation about it. You know what I mean? But I pretty much ignored these guys. You know what I mean? For yeah. the most part, because I'm just kind of like, this is America. Number one rule. The First Amendment, free speech. You're welcome. You're welcome to say you know what you want and feel yeah. the way you want. Go say it on your own uh, bar stool. You know what I mean? I'm I'm on my soapbox saying what I think about it. So uh, first thing someone says is nope. Yeah. Just nope. Nope. Yeah. And it's like oh okay. Just what are you okay? So you're like kind of trying to kick at the base of my soapbox here that I'm on, right? Um, and the way I feel you're coming over to me and you're, you're, you're telling me I'm wrong. That's going over to someone and saying, 
you're wrong. Leave me alone. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just like, yeah. uh, uh, but it's again, it's uh, at the same time though. I don't even know that this guy saw solo solo. You know what I mean? Right. I don't even know that this guy saw this. Um, well, and when, when you get the response of Nope, there's really not a lot to build on there. Exactly. So it's like, okay, do you, what do you disagree what with? Is your, there was a, tw- you know, do you yeah. disagree with the twist? Exactly. Do you disagree with, the idea that it's bigger than Empire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you disagree with, you know, exactly. that you loved it? What? And you it's, can do it kindly, right? You yeah. can kindly disagree, which some of the people on here did kindly yeah. disagree. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, and he c- continues to say, someone replies to him and says, clearly. To which he replies, a simple nope suffices as a two-page movie review, and it saves everyone's sweet damn time. And another person says, couldn't have said it better myself. Which clearly displays that they're just not happy with the way Star Wars is going, right? Well, and they definitely weren't happy with Solo, as it were. Exactly. They probably weren't happy with The Last Jedi. We've had conversations where we've come to, you know, decipher and learn that The Last Jedi was actually one of the pinnacle Star Wars ever made. Was I happy about it when I left the theater? No. After I watch it a couple times, you know, and I see things, I'm like, you know what? Actually, no. The, The decisions made in this were just fine. Right. And like I said, and I'll say it again, Solo especially, you know, reinstilled my faith in yeah. doing this. So, you know, uh, more, more, more things around, around here. One guy says, wow, calm down. It wasn't that great. I still don't completely understand how spoiler fits into the timeline, to which I replied, Clo- uh, you know, um, um, other things are canon, hence the way it was worked in. Um, and then other people are, you know, just disagreeing and blah, blah, blah. There was, yeah. you know, and then there's the more intelligent people who, you know, uh, said things and expanded upon them. But, man, it's just, it's just, it's astonishing, you know, um, something that I learned, my lesson from this is that I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. seven people who just straightforward disagreed right okay out of 144 people who just straight said you know what you're right yeah there will always be a small pocket of people who just get off i mean you know these people that come on here and say things like nope or i disagree with you one person wanted to argue about whether or not said twist was a plot twist there's merit in that but a very short conversation they come over here and go what twist i'm just kind of like Okay, like uh, it takes you about ten yeah. seconds to type that. Is that how fast you get off? No, you know. Now, see, <laughs> there, there, you're engaging with the negativity, and that's going to breed more negativity. Well, I didn't say this to them. Oh, okay. I didn't. You know, I don't reply to all of these things. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it it kind of reflects where where you're at with the negativity on the internet. Cause, it's I true. Mean, because if you feed these people, they are going to come back. They, right. they they do it to bother you. Yeah. When you let them know it does bother you, they go, "Good, I'm getting what I want," and yes. then they feed. Yeah. Now I went through I went through a period where I was I was the troll. I was trolling people. And we've done things kind like of, this. Kind of. In a eh, mildly, I wasn't like aggressively trolling anyone, but sure. Like I mean. I have, I'm sure I have there's a, instances where yeah. we're all culprits. Right. I have a cousin on social media. She uses her Facebook for pretty much the ego boost, just like everybody does on Facebook. Yeah. You know, you're not talking about how shit your life is. 
You're talking about how awesome everything is so that everyone else will think your life is awesome. Okay? And when I was, like, in a mood, I would go and kick that soapbox so that it would just make them stumble a little bit. <laughs> sure. So I was, you know... I would do shit like that. Right. It's like form your thoughts. Yeah. Kind of thing, right? Because well, I hate seeing people who just go out, you know, they might do do some things, they yeah. might say things, and then they spark that, right? Yeah. Well, and I mean, I was doing shit just, just to be a dick, pretty much. Sorry, Alyssa. But also, if you know there's, this person, yeah. there's also a new levity to that situation. Yeah. Where, and, I was, you know, and I was always just joking around and kind of being like, you know, bring it down a little bit, mm -hmm. okay? Sure. And it's even worse the more someone posts. So, like, this person would post on Facebook every 15 to 20 minutes over an 18-hour day. So, you know, until I until they introduced that block function, it was just bombarding my feed. And I was like, my God, shut up. Right. So it was a little bit out of frustration as well. But sure. There was one that she posted that, you know, my son just ran up to me, wrapped his arms around me, looked me in the eye and said, Mama, I really love you. And he's six. And I posted, I was like, well, that's a relief. I thought he was going to tell you he wanted to develop a career in pinball machine repair. <laughs> you know, like, what the right? fuck else do you expect a six-year-old to say to it's you? It's so really? true. Can we, can we not? Yeah. yeah. That's so pretty... that, that was my response on there. Right, and exactly. I was just joking around, but... Sure. Kind of, kind of trying to bring her back in, and which is like, do we need your play-by-play -play every yeah. day of what you're doing? Yeah. See, so that's warranted. That's yeah. warranted reactions. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's you know when you see if you see someone uh, right next to you and they have they're like, wow, I just won the lottery. You know what I mean? You don't walk over, grab their ticket, ticket, and rip it up. Yeah. Who does that? Right. You know what I mean? Unless you have a developed relationship with that person where you go, wow, I really don't think you deserve the lottery. And then you can start that fire if you want. But yeah. Well, and the the other one that I did with her that really set things off was uh, she was explaining a situation where she was uh, her son asked her what ironic meant. And she started singing the Alanis Morissette song ironic. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I will put it down. <laughs> so. She started singing, you know, it's like, right. And I kind of reacted to that because she's a stay-at-home mom and her kids are homeschooled. Okay. So she's not just being mother, she's being teacher. Ah. And yeah. when he's asking what this means, is she in teacher mode or mother mode? Because you can play around as a mom, but as a teacher, you kind of want to give accurate information. It's true. So I went on there and I defined ironic for her and gave an example. And I said, you're their teacher. Give them accurate information. So true. Her mom saw this and her mom called my mom. Oh, geez. And my mom called oh. me. Uh oh. And I was like, calm your tits, sweetheart. Okay. I'm just <laughs> trying to make sure. And I was like, you know what? Not a battle worth fighting. Yeah, no, that's the next thing. And once, once I got to that point, my trolling stopped. Yeah. At that, I stopped yeah. completely because I was like, is this really a battle worth fighting? Right. It's not. It it's really true. isn't. It's true. And the true benefit to me making that comment on that is that I realized that the song Ironic by Alanis Morissette is actually ironic by listing things that are not ironic in a song titled Ironic. Uh-oh. Which made it ironic. There you go. 
<laughs> anyway, sorry. That's the worst part is when you find out you're wrong, right? Um, but it, well, no, I was sitting there looking I at it and I was like, "Holy shit!" The whole song's ironic because she's listing things that aren't ironic and calling it ironic. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's fine. No, I hope Alanis Morissette is watching right now. Like, yeah, somebody finally got it. Yes, absolutely. Yes! <laughs> right. And then she continues to eat ramen because she doesn't have a career anymore. So I, uh, I didn't. No, I know she does. I think she like. Uh, I don't know. I saw her do a duet with Willie Nelson or something. But who doesn't do a duet with Willie Nelson? Anybody that is did, paid did, up on didn't their Snoop Dogg do it? Like, didn't Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson do something together? I mean, anybody that's paid know. up on their taxes isn't doing a duet with them. Also true. <laughs> wow. Where are Wait, we? Wait, right I said now? I was done with my trolling. Anyway, no, yeah, exactly. Well, I, Go mean, ahead. I did the same I thing too. No, that's fine. I think the worst thing that I've done in terms of like trolling, the worst thing, the closest I've gotten to it was with the release of Sea of Thieves. The video game because I was in the they had a large like closed beta closed alpha yeah it is a strictly uh, internet based game you need internet connection because the game is you being on the open sea with other people and yeah. nothing else right but that's the issue is that it's nothing else I found the game lacking content and I went on and I said you know um, on a GameStop post that was saying something about Musia Thieves where I you know and I went on and I and I said you know, this game should be free to play right now because it is not worth more than 30 bucks as oh, far wow. as what is offered right now. And that's because, and a lot of people agreed with me, and it's so funny, I gave feedback every time I played that game. I gave them feedback over issues that I had. And it wasn't until millions of people paying for the game were saying it that it got fixed. Initially, okay. there was an issue, and it's so funny because I had told uh, the BFFFFFF Joe that one of my biggest issues with the game, um, for instance, was that when you did get into a ship on ship battle against other players, that it would spawn you. Um, even if your ship was destroyed, it would spawn you at a mermaid. If your ship went down, a mermaid came up that you could talk to the mermaid and it would teleport you to your new ship that was like spawned at an island somewhere else. But if you wanted to grief the winners, you could go back and climb their ship and mess with their stuff. You wouldn't be able to take anything with you when you teleported, but you could just continue to grief these people. I said in survey after survey after survey that the 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 losing team should not respawn next to the winning boat yeah. because you can just go grief these players. It did not change until the first or second major update since the Sea of Thieves release. Okay. Which, these are the things that made me drop off, right? And they got feedback, and they did a bunch of little things, but, you know, ultimately the biggest issue with that game is that there's a big, vast ocean, and the only thing to do is hunt treasure and fight other pirates. That is it. The one AI enemy... Um, uh, okay, not one, but if you're on land, it's skeletons. If you're in the water, it's sharks. Okay. And that's it. Recently, um, well, with the release of the game, they also came up with the Kraken, though. Yeah. And then um, in their most recent update, it became uh, the Megalodon. But in in class, I've taken two game design classes where mm -hmm. I learned a lot about game design. I can look at a game and analyze it and tell you what mechanics make it good, what causes player reaction to certain things. Um, from an analytical perspective, and see if these was, like, killing me. I realize I'm getting off on a diatribe here all of a sudden yeah. um but i went on to the post and i said this game is just not worth the money yet 
and I had a lot of people come back at me. I've been on it for hours, and I'm having a blast. To which point, being that I know what a good game is versus a not-such-good game, which art is uh, objective, right? Art is objective. Video games are art. That's fine. Some people will enjoy things. Well, I I know I've enjoyed things that I should not enjoy, right? Like Transformers Revenge of the Fallen the first time I saw it. I enjoyed it. I didn't know what I was seeing. So that being said, there were people that enjoyed it. I kind of said that, and I'm like, where does that put me on the troll spectrum? Well, I I think you mean art is subjective. It's, it's subjective, yeah. not objective. Yes. My apologies. No problem. Sorry. No. Lots of coffee, talking. Yes. I'm going to catch my breath now. Yes. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of talking. But, uh, well, it's interesting that you were part of the beta and you were making, you were saying that feedback and they didn't fix it until the game was released. What I'm thinking is, you know what goes into making a video game. It's true. And so. I've made I'm a very, sure, very small one. I'm sure that. They took the beta information, started working on it, and didn't get it finished until after the game was released. Could very well and be. And that's when they poured it in. Could because very well that, be. I guarantee you that's what m- half the DLC out there is, is that people release a partial game, and then they release DLC later mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to flesh it out and finish it. Right. So, like, I know that was the case with Breath of the Wild. They were under the gun to get Breath of the Wild out for the Switch to sell the Switch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they were like, you know what? Release it as is. We'll finish it. Release it as DLC. It's true. And that's why you get all the extra outfits and all the mechanical stuff that goes with the DLC master mode and all that. It was originally supposed to be part of the original game. Yes. But they had to finish it. We are all of a sudden going very deep into video games. Well, we already covered that. This is rough. We're trying not to. I have one that's totally going to flip this podcast on its head. Okay. This is the juicy one. This is what you've been waiting for, folks. Okay? Okay. We're getting to the nitty-gritty. Here we go. And I know it's your turn to ask a question, but I have got a good one. Okay. What is the most awkward situations you've had during coitus with a female? (laughs) I have a couple, and I could start just to get the ball rolling. If oh, you I've like. got a good one. Oh, you've got a good one. How many do you have? Because I definitely have two. Uh, Brian, you're an adult. You don't have to leave the room. You can be here for the conversation. I've got a. Okay. I don't want to hear what's going on between you and my sister. Who oh, said it's about my? Who said be. it's about my wife? Uh, the the sex I have with my wife is amazing. There is nothing wrong with the sex that I have with my wife, and yeah. things could happen during that sex, and it would we would yeah. just laugh it off. Yeah, because we're there, married now. There is Are you kidding me? Shit with, okay. There really is not. Awkward I could shit fart during sex, and we would laugh it off, and then get back to it. I have farted during sex. There you go. <laughs> and we laughed it off. And got it was back like to it. exactly <laughs> right. Things like that. Okay. No, no. The awkward. Was... The awkward stuff is way prior. Right. Exactly. That, when you deal with the awkward shit, that's when you break uh, up and then. Yeah. Things like partner. that. Yeah. Anyway. Definitely. Um. But no, Brian. You know. Um. Also, we're all adults here, so yeah. you know. So. I know. I, I will not get incredibly because also worth. We're, we want to be respectful to our wives now. I'm not about to get balls deep into my sex life with your sister, who happens to be my. We're going to avoid shit getting weird. But it's still going to get weird. It's just Um, not going to get familial weird. Anyway. 
well, hopefully, depending yeah, on your exactly. awkwardness. Well, no, it, so. it does. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it depends. You know, so. like guys slap guys on the ass. You oh, know what I mean? And it gets fun. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Uh, I've, I mean, I've seen y- y- yeah. your your some of your brother shirtless. I could describe that. Would that get sexual? Mm, num, 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 num. I mean, I don't know. Would Anything. that throw you off a little bit? I don't know. If I said depends on how Jeff looks really good without a shirt. Oh Jesus! He's one of the more fit out of all of us, though. No, he is the most fit. I mean, that's easy to say. He is. Jeff's Jeff's Jeff. My oldest brother-in-law. He looks kind of like a model. He's like, and I think no, I've him at the and actually, no, you did. Yes, you did. Okay. He he uh, uh, he does not really have a filter, but right. I he has the best intentions. He's a veteran. Thank you for your service, Jeff. If you're ever listening, and uh, still Sweet fun. Guy. I didn't get to talk to him that much, but yeah, basically. Sweetheart. So, anyway. anyways, uh, yeah. So that being said, we uh, 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 I think, and Sarah would always tell me stories about how she could not have friends over without said friends being like, "Ooh, I love your brother." Oh, uh, your brother's yes. so hot. That's how we know he was the best looking. Right. Jeff, why didn't you go into modeling? Jeff, you should have just been a model. It's not so too late either. It's a, not it's too late either. It's just, yeah. anyway. Anyways, uh, I, so. I uh, uh, after high school, uh, I, I had sex with a girl um, who took a break in the middle to go have diarrhea. Sexy. It was loud. I heard it in the next room, and it was an explosion nice. when it happened. You know, She said, hold on a second. I have to go to the bathroom. And nice. she got up, and she went. And I was so. a gentleman, and I finished. Excellent. Uh, which was that was rough. So that was really I just yeah. couldn't even. Oof. Man, we didn't talk after that. Probably not. My most awkward is little backstory. When I was in high school, my high school girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. she um, would sneak me in through the basement window, mm-hmm. and we would have sex all night, and then I would sneak out before her parents woke up. Okay. So her parents, her little brother, her little sister upstairs her room was in the basement so i would leave for the night go fuck her fuck off for a couple hours Mm -hmm. come back park around the corner sneak through the neighborhood into the backyard through the basement window we'd fuck like four or five times i'd sneak back out the window go home sleep okay okay so this went on for a while this went on for at least one full summer Oh, really? Yeah. Like every night or like Most nights. in spells? Okay, cool. Most nights. Okay. There was some sleep in there. Right. Anyway. How many condoms do you think you went through that summer? Oh, my God. I, I think I did the math one time. It was close to 300 maybe. I'm not sure. Um, How much is a common uh, condom per? I mean, obviously, we have not used condoms yeah, in a long, long, right. long time because yeah. we are married yes. we've been with said partner monogamy long, says long, new long, long, long time. how much is it but it also depends on like what quality you're getting whether you're buying trojan or um oh yeah and i've had a few durex oh trojans are shit those were the broke all the fucking time i bet anyway this is not the awkward part okay sure so my girlfriend would light a candle when we were that was a light source and everything so that was what we used you know Smell, light, all that fun stuff. Oh, that's a good way to mask the sense of mm-hmm. things you're doing, too. Yes. Awesome. So she had a vanilla bean candle that was in a glass jar. Mm-hmm. And over the course of a summer, that candle got lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. Uh-oh. So, and at the bottom, there's I, a piece of paper written by her dad that says, I know what you're doing. <laughs> Sorry. So one night, the candle was burning. We, we just get done. I'm laying in her bed naked. And she's like, I got to go to the bathroom. 
And I was like, okay. And I'm looking at the candle, and I was like, man, that candle is about fucking toast. It's about done. She goes up the stairs, goes into the bathroom. The carbon monoxide alarm goes off. Oh, God. I am nude in her bed. The carbon monoxide detector is right outside her room. And it's because she opened the door to go to the bathroom? Yep. Okay. So she opens the door. The candle that has been burning down is now soaking up so much oxygen. So I'm like, fuck, what do I do? And then this is (laughs) loud as shit. Everyone in the house hears this. And her mom and dad are asleep in the bed upstairs. Her brother and sister are in their bedrooms. What do you think Uh happens with at two o'clock in the morning? Yeah. So I... I'm like, well, fuck it. It's no. I'm, I'm toast. No. I'm toast if this happens. No. So I suck into the side of her bed that's right next to the wall, pull the cover over me, and I'm just like, please don't let me be found. Please don't let me be found. Please don't let me be found. As I'm crouched under this cover, I hear footsteps on the stairs. They're heavy footsteps. And then I hear a second heavy rushed set of footsteps her dad started coming down the stairs she jumps up and runs after him and she is talking so fast to her dad to keep him from going in the room and they're talking and i'm sitting there my heart is about to explode if i may interject to draw this out because i'm dying (laughs) with anticipation uh how do you think in terms of size now we uh, i mean i can tell you like uh uh, about seven years ago i was 80 pounds lighter right i used to be a fucking shrimp Mm -hmm. and then thanks to hypothyroidism i put on a ton of weight right um have you always been a big because I've seen pictures of you look, you know, much thinner, but have you always been because you're quite tall. You're just big in general. Oh, yeah. At that point, I was six one. How obvious do you think it was? Were there enough uh, blankets piled on top of you that it could have just been a pile of blankets? Or do you think it was dead fucking obvious that you were under the blanket? Because obviously this gives away. But, you know, can you answer the question without giving away the end of this story? I will come back to the answer. Okay. So she is fast talking to keep him out of the room and this is killing me my heart's I'm sitting racing. there thinking my shorts are sitting over there my shoes are sitting in a completely different spot my underwear where the fuck is my underwear <laughs> my shirt i don't know where my shirt is either oh my god am i wearing socks no my socks are where are my fucking socks they're like sitting on the door handle <laughs> there are so many giveaways all over this room Hiding does me no good, and I'm just going to get my ass kicked if I am found because as I'm gathering these things, it's just going to be a steady beating. He does not enter the room. He does not turn on the light. The first thing I did when that alarm went off that saved me is I blew out the candle. So she was able to explain that she had been burning a candle, fell asleep, woke up because she had to pee and blew out the candle. And when she opened the door, that was what set off the whole thing. And he's like, okay, don't do that again. 
in a much louder voice. I think the dude was in the know. I think he knew that I was there and he was giving me a pass. He was like, I'm going to let this shit slide, but don't do this shit again. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I won't swear on the cloth. I am a stone in that bed. I do not move one muscle. I hear him go up the stairs. She comes right. in. She climbs in the bed. Thank I God. still have not moved. She's like, are you okay? I'm not saying a word. Okay. I'm not moving. I would say I need a change of pants if I was wearing any. <laughs> she wanted to have sex one more time before I left. <laughs> At this point, you must be shaking at least, I couldn't right? Do it. I couldn't do it. Right? I, was, I was fucking freaking out. I was like, I'm like, the thought of this story is making I'm, me a little like, I'm like, oh my god, honey, I have shriveled up smaller than a stack of dimes. I can't. I there's no way I can't do it. I was like, I'm sorry, and she was like, okay, tomorrow then. I was like, I'll see you tomorrow. Oh my gosh. I get my shit together. I get the fuck out of there. I have to take off my glasses and just. Oh gosh. The next day. I go over to her house during the regular hours, you know, and her mom's like, hey, Rich. And I was like, hi. And she goes, did I tell you what she did last night? <laughs> Brian, timestamp that. Let's bleep her name. It's taking a lot out of me. It's just taking a lot out of me. No, I, I no, I she it. didn't tell me what happened last night. It's. Well, she tried to burn down the house by falling asleep with a candle lit. And I'm like, oh, she did. Wow. And my girlfriend's sitting there looking at me and kind of smirking. And I'm like, well, I bet you won't do that again. <laughs> and then she winks at me. And I'm like, what do I do here? Right. Two days later, it was business as usual. But. Okay, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're getting back at it. Let's not. What, Brian? Did the mother wink at you, or did your girlfriend wink at you? Thank you for asking. Girlfriend. Okay, cool. I was about to say. Oh, I also did the math. You went through 150 fucking dollars if they were cost 50 cents each per condom. Did you have like, a summer job or a good allowance? Like Jesus. Slight hands and a big jacket. There you go. Okay, that does it. Hey, you know. No, we all just uh, have fucked up, done little things. Yeah. Hey, you know, and it's so really important. I didn't spend near that much money. I did buy sure. condoms, but I didn't spend. Near it's that not like much. you could afford and, that many. You know, and so. if I got into a, if I got into a point, then you steal to survive. Exactly, because so. uh, we'd rather uh, get caught for 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 shoplifting than have a child. I would rather I would rather face loss prevention at a retail store. Then my girlfriend's father going, so you're the father uh, of my grandchild. Uh, yep. Shaka. <laughs> yeah. There we go. That's exactly. so funny. Now, I know because we were talking about like awkward situations, um, but this became, you know, about a time you almost got caught. What if I could tell you I could uh, do you one better? <laughs> oh, no, that was awkward for me. <laughs> that was severely awkward being crouched in the bed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, yeah. OK, let's hear it. All right. Um, uh, 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 high school. Uh, this was this was uh, with the the second girl that I was you know like uh, kind of fooling around with, and then that's you know uh, you have your first girlfriend, and then when you you know you you get with someone else and you start having that relationship, it's like off to the races, right? Yeah. Um, and at one point we were we were flirting, and uh, 
I guess that they owned two houses that were next to each other. Said houses were um, not entirely empty. I guess uh, she had this house to herself, um, but they kind of lived in both. Uh, the mother lived in the other house with a boyfriend, maybe. Okay, um, was it like a townhouse? It was. Situation? It was more of like a ranch house style thing. I don't know that there was a basement, but. Um, no, it wasn't rich. It wasn't like a rich neighborhood. But, but, but like, were the houses connected? They were not connected. They were completely separate houses. They okay. had owned two houses. They just owned two properties right next to each other, each with a house on them. Yes. And they weren't renting either of them. No. Yeah, Brian, they were rich. Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but if they're living in both and not renting one of them out. That's still two mortgages. It's true. It's, That's also very true. Anyways, yeah. uh, uh, so that being said, uh, she says, you want to hang out tonight? I'm like, okay, you know, because, you know, it's always those late night endeavors that we end up, like, hanging yeah. out and doing these things. So uh, she, she says, come over. So I get one of my buddies. Uh, we go by the store and buy a box of condoms, and we go over to this house, and uh, she has a we, uh, another random friend comes over that he invites, and then he's going to try and mack on her all night. Um and this was we had already engaged in said behavior, so we were just waiting for the first opportunity to just kind of like slink away from the group and begin. Yeah. To which we do. And I think we went at it for pretty much hours. You yeah. know what I mean? Same thing that I'm sure you were doing, because when you're yeah. at that age, you can just go yeah. and fucking go and yeah. fucking go. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, yeah. Your refractory period is seconds rather than minutes. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, hang out for a few talk and then get back to it. Right. And at, 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 at one point, um, we're, we're in the middle of it and uh, we hear the door open and uh, the mother calls out to the girl. She had come over in the middle of the night. This is probably like one or two. Maybe mm-hmm. she saw the lights on. I don't know that we were being incredibly intelligent about this. We hear the do- door open, and we just perk up. This is happening. I luckily did have my boxers close, and I pulled them on. I slink to the other side of the bed. bed was in the middle of the room, so I did not have to squeeze up against the wall. But I fell to the other side of said wall. Yeah. And I'm down in the middle of the room, and I cover up with a blanket. Luckily, I had my boxers. I was able to squeeze them on. I do not know where my other two friends went during said excursion. I think they went into a, like a darker bedroom mm-hmm. and were trying to hide in a darker bedroom. They were drinking, and, and I don't think that, that my friend was having any luck with the girl that he invited over. But they're playing it off. I do not remember detail for detail because, my, oh, man, my whole high school thing was a blur. But mm-hmm. – what are you doing? What's going on? Well, we're not doing this. We're not being here. We're not, you know, uh, nothing. I'm just hanging out. Okay. All right. Well, I think it was something stupid. I had a nightmare that something was wrong here. I was like, okay. Well, nothing's wrong. I'm fine. Okay, cool. Well, I'll see you in the morning. Okay. Door shuts. We gotta quit relieving these. I'm gonna it have a was heart like, attack. yeah, no, this. same, right? She did not. She did not even come into the rooms and explore. I mean, she could have walked in and pulled that blanket right off of me because the light was definitely on. Yeah, in the room that we were in. Yeah, which was her older sister's room. <sighs> it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, now in reflection, being older and looking yes. back. They knew. They oh no, they definitely yeah, knew no, and they just did. Gave us the past. They totally they did. They had to. No, it's true. There is no way we snuck that past. No, with the way things are torn up, the sheets are torn off the bed. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. these parents were just more of at a level of 
what was I doing at this age? Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. I know that's what I'm going to do as a parent as I'm going to look back at this and I'm going to, you know, just kind of see it as, you know, when my kids are that age, I'm not going to get straight with them. I'm going to be like, use protection. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't care what age you start. Yep. Oh, well, I kind of do. You know what I mean? But, you know, there's a well, certain well, age where, where people are different, right? I yeah. think like, well, and that brings up the whole other conversation. What is the, the what is the appropriate age to start, which let's not even define yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> you well, know what I mean? It's... It's different for everyone. It really is. I'm, some people are ready at ready to have the conversation at ten. It's so true. Some people are ready to have that conversation at sixteen. It's so true. Yeah. Some people are never ready to have that conversation. Yeah. You might they have just a kid have to spin around and figure it out. I could see you know having a son who's hanging out. Uh, and he goes over to his friend's house and he sees Jackass, comes home and says, oh, we watched Jackass. And I'd be like, okay, well, then we need to have a conversation about some of the things that were happening in that movie, right? You know what I yeah. mean? I plan on having an open door, you know, relationship with, with you know, my children where I go, look, you know, if you're going to experience these things and you're going to uh, encounter these things, I just want you to know that it's okay to talk to me about literally fucking anything because I do not want them to find out on their own and define Good. things for their yeah. own. You know what I mean? Same. And that if it's my life. There you go. Yeah, my <laughs> my dad gave it a good shot. I already figured everything out on my fucking own because internet is exactly. a thing. Same. And you know what I mean? It was terrible. It was very fucking terrible. I had to redefine what everything was at a later point in life. There you because, go. Because yeah. Yeah. I I didn't ha- I had the conversation with my mom as to the physical act. Yeah. When I was 6. I never had not with you know probably not definition though right just the act just the the pure science behind it okay sperm meets egg forms divides multiplies becomes a person or becomes another separate living entity okay nothing about you know this is what you do to a girl to impregnate her or anything like that just the pure science yes. Okay. Not that it's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Not that you're going to hit an age where this is literally going to be the only thing you can think about and so it's going true. to slowly devour you <laughs> until you do it. Yes. And then do it frequently enough that it becomes like air. No big deal till you're not getting it. Right. Oh my gosh. So I mean I'm I'm glad to hear you say that you would have that break it down like that for your kids because i and if it gets too awkward for you or anything like that yeah i am i will tag in if, if needed just because it's that's fine that com- that conversation with i think it's a different girls definitely get a different deal than we do it's so true and i think that's extremely unfair to be like to go to i mean I don't think I would be able to keep a straight face if my parent came to me as a as a young man and said, "You must protect your flower." Yeah, right. I know countless women, <laughs> countless women, who had that conversation with their mother. Right, and it was presented to them like that. And they don't stop. They aren't gonna, well, they're going to do what well, they no, want. All to it do. does kids is add do la- what they want to do. It adds a layer of guilt. To any sex they have. So true. So it's like if a girl goes out, gets drunk, hooks up, decides it was fun, decides to that that's going to be her every weekend for the yes. next 
yeah, three yeah. and a half years or so, whatever. She's she is programmed and conditioned to feel guilty about every single one of those encounters when she finally finds a husband and tells him. It's true. And whereas guys or husbands can just be like, I can't eat. I lost count of how many chicks I boned. Right. And I'm you, sorry. Uh, you rewind to, to this fact that, you know, I want to have a very like straightforward relationship with, with my children. Right. Yeah. When I have this relationship with my daughter, I would never say something like that. Right. The, the idea is that, you know, I go to her and I say, you know, when this happens, just, you know, do it smart. Right. So say my child makes a mistake, but they know I will not, I will not punish them for the mistakes they make. People make mistakes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, if they if they aren't, you know, it, it depends, and it's a rough thing where, you know, if they're if, if I find out, you know, that they're being, like, complete assholes in certain situations, then, yeah, I'm going to be like, okay, we're, we're going to take away your games or whatever, whatever it is. There's going to be little things that we, we harken back to and we would do, right? But when it comes to things that you discover and you do on your own, you want to drink, fine. Do not get in a car with someone who has been drinking. Right. You know what I mean? Um, if you want to try something out, do it here. We'll do it together. There are kids in France drinking wine at the dinner table. Yeah. I don't care. I want if I were to have a daughter and she comes home and says, I've, I'm a little worried about disappointing you. I'm not worried of my own repercussions. I'm worried about disappointing you because you did warn me and we didn't have a condom last night and we did it anyway. Will you go take me to get the morning after pill? Mm-hmm. I say, fuck yeah, let's go get it. Yeah. No shame, no issues. I don't care what age they are. Um, reasonably, obviously, if yeah. she, if she's playing with Barbies <laughs> and then going, and then the next day she says she, she says she needs the morning after bill. Then we're gonna have issues, obviously. You right. know what I mean? But you know, she gets to that certain age. Let's yeah. say freshman year of high school, and then that's where we draw the line. Then yes, you know, we should have that relationship. And I would yeah. take my daughter get the morning after pill. Cool. Let's yeah. I'll, let's get you a box of condoms while we're here too. Yeah. Boom. Done. I will not have a conversation ever again about this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the important thing about having that relationship with your kids well, and the way and that works. The, well, I think it's important to be objective, to be factual, and to be shameless. There you go. So you know, it's like you're you're coming to an age. Your body is going through changes. You're going to be feeling this way, possibly. You might not. It's up to you. And how you react to those feelings will contribute to the person you are. So true. So I don't want you to fear making a mistake. I want you to be able to make a mistake, learn from it, and not repeat it. So true, yeah. And I want you to not feel bad about making that mistake. That's why we live. We live to make mistakes, learn from them, and move on. So, yeah, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to screw up. But you're going to let that screw up define you, or are you going to let that screw up shape you into a better person? It's so true. And to answer your, your open-ended question earlier, oh, yeah, no, we would bounce this off of you. You know what I mean? I think one of my biggest things about, you know, in terms of, like, raising a child and growing up, and since we're here now, is that, um, um, playing tag team and like raising a child is that I think it does take a village to raise a kid, no matter Absolutely. where you're at. Um, I don't want to have a babysitter. You know what I mean? I also don't want my kids to go to public school for multiple reasons. We can get into that later. Let's yeah. not do that that here and now because I still have one more really awkward sex situation okay. to, to to tell everyone. But um, with 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 allowing the the children to be raised, in, I would set that expectation with 
all of my friends, you know what I mean, with all the people that I know, you know what I mean, like um, to a, they can be paddled on their butt to a certain age because there's a certain age where um, they will cry, you you spank their butt, they should stop crying. You know what I mean? They're like it's 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 a weird thing, happened? right? Exactly, right? Um, there are other situations where you know, um, time goes on, new generations grow. Um, I know that I don't want my grandparents and aunts and uncles to beat my kids as hard as they beat me sometimes. You know? Yeah. It's the new level of like learning these things where I can, you know, honestly say I can look back and go, you know, that might have been a little bit too much in that yeah. situation. I know I was being a pain in your fucking ass. You did not get through to me. Yeah. And we can't do this with our kids again. Right. Things right. like that. I would never worry about you and, and Christy in any situation, yeah. things like that. But um, and it becomes a rough situation. But when we set that as a, as a community, and we can raise a kid. Yeah. That's how that shit works. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, we think of you as a brother and a, and a, and a sister. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So we'll share. We're, we're, we're yeah. going to share. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm, I like, I don't necessarily agree with, you know, anytime a kid screws up, you smack the shit out of them, right? Like, I, oh, but yeah. I did get no, smacked. So was, oh, yeah. So you get the wooden you know, spoon, the plastic yeah. spoon. Yeah. My dad made a cutting board that was like this big, told us it was a paddle. There you go. Scared the fuck out of us. Yep. But, um, I still have my grandpa's paddle, which he drilled holes into. Yep. I held on well, to that's that. That's wind resistance. Now it's used yep. as a, a sex toy instead mm -hmm. of a... Uh, <laughs> instead Sorry, of like a, Joke's <laughs> on you, Grandpa. So. Not what you made it for. Not what you made it for. <laughs> Brian just threw a... For those of you listening, Brian just threw a piece of paper at me because I talked about... I do not spank your sister with a paddle. Yeah. I use my hand because I like touching her ass. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know how lube screws up a wooden paddle? Come on. Yeah, no, it's true. You know what I mean? It ruins the varnish. You know what I mean? And I already had lube on really my hands warps, anyway. Really warps the damn. Right? You got, anyway. you got a smooth hand. You got a smooth ass. You just fucking no, smack that shit. Smack that shit. I think your uh, mom, when we when I lived with you guys, I think your mom heard me smacking your sister on her while we were going. Anyway. Going back. So I a friend of mine, when he was raising his kid, he he paddled them once and said that was your reset. Ooh. And so anytime, Interesting. anytime after that, if the kid acted up, he would go reset and the kid would straighten out. And I was like, what's the reset? And he was like, one time daddy paddled me and I was being bad and I had it coming. And I it, love you know, it. And he was like, so that's my warning to reset before. And I was like. I went to my buddy and I was like, "You smart motherfucker! How did yeah. you come up with that?" And oh my like, gosh! He was like, "I can't remember where I saw it or something, but it's not my idea. I thought it was brilliant and it works." And I was like, "Cool, as long as it works." Right, because that spank is not defined as "ooh pain" because I was a bad boy. It was a, it was a "ooh a little bit of pain," and this is my chance to start over yeah. and learn from this. Yep, which harkens back to what you were just saying. Yep. So he would just. He paddled them once and said, that was your reset. <laughs> and it was like, the kid was like, hmm. so from that point on, anytime his dad yelled reset, he knew he was fucking up and he had to straighten out. Right. And so he was like, I've never had to paddle him again. That one reset worked. I was like, holy shit, dude. But, you know, thinking back on it and everything, pain is an amazing educator. I mean, no, it is. It's anything, so it is the universal language. Anything I that I learned as a child that sticks with me is 
always associated with pain. So true. Universal language. Yep. So I no, that's, you know, we agree on that largely. I, I'm going to have to title this episode hypothetical parenting because <laughs> like, you know, like neither of us are parents yet. And it's so funny because uh, I, I want to, well, you know, there could be parents listening and being like, <laughs> yeah, right, guys. Good luck. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah, but, you know, who knows, you know, in, in, in a couple of years, uh, if, you know, Sarah and I push them out, then we're, you know what I mean? Then we'll know. Then yeah. we'll, we'll harken back to episode one and be like, oh, well, yeah. we didn't. Well, it's not episode one. We'll here. call this the six, hypothetical one since it started yeah, exactly. with Exactly, problem right. anyway. And we'll get to compare as time goes on yes. and how this works. Yes. <laughs> I it's love an this. excellent logbook. So, uh, you know, I've talked about the diarrhea episode of, not diarrhea episode of the show, the diarrhea, diarrhea episode of the embarrassing thing, but we're back on TV. Diarrhea, cha-cha-cha. So, I always cha-cha-cha as Scooby-Doo when we do that because I like doing it like that. Here's the deal. There is still a much more embarrassing coitus episode that I've had in the past. Should we save this for a future one? What, what, what time are we No, at? we're doing this now. Oh, we're doing this now. Okay. We have time. All right, cool. Do we have time, Brian? We're an hour 20. An hour 20. Cool. I'll do the long version of this. Okay. Let's cut right there. I need to pee before I so do, do I. that. Just so bad. Okay, All right in a timestamp. So uh, this is a story that the BFFFF Joe has duly named Woody and a Buzz. So uh, I, I worked at Guitar Center um, okay. right after high school, and I was, uh, uh, you know, I was I looked good. I, I was a lot lighter, and this was uh, well before I uh, had started dating my wife, Sarah. And at one point, like late, on, late in the day and just randomly, uh, there was a, a slightly taller than me blonde girl perusing um, just like percussion things back in the drum room where no one went because it was guitar center, not drum center. And the girl's perusing, right? And she walks over and, you know, I'm just kind of like, can I help you with anything? And, you know, this is a, a girl who's, uh, she wasn't exact, she wasn't exactly like a uh, fucking uh, Playboy model looking, but she was, you know, was definitely better looking than anything. Um, and I was like, she's not, she's not here for whatever. Uh, how long had it had been before, how long had it had been? Prior to meeting this girl, that you had last had sex? Hmm. Probably three months. Okay, so she was probably more like a six, and you rated her at like a nine. No, she was still up there. Okay. Yeah. Seven max. Seven okay. at the least. Seven. No, seven. I'm just going to say seven. It was a seven. Um, and so... Uh, I she like wandered in kind of like perused kind of looked at me and then kind of left and then I was walking out to go up front to talk to a manager and she I was walking past her she straight eyeballed me and turned her head to watch me so she was into me and she was letting me know yeah. uh come to find out I let her know I'm in a band hey give her a sticker blah 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 um find each other on Facebook we're talking and uh she had moved out from out of out of town I'm not even gonna give those details just because right. th- these people you know definitely deserve to remain anonymous yes. and uh find out she's from out of town and she just doesn't know people so she seemed kind of like lonely right but we start hanging out drinking beers just hanging out like you know on and off there was kind of like a slight sexual tension building Mm-hmm. And we're just kind of like, okay, maybe we'll get to this. You know what I mean? And it was one of these things where I would definitely, I was, we definitely hung out more than three times before we got down to business. Um, but at one point we were just kind of like, we weren't defining it, but I think, you know, we were kind of, we talked, we had talked about sex and stuff like that. We were kind of flirting to the point that it was like, maybe we're going to do it. And then sure enough, I'm clocking out of, out of uh, work 
and I get a text that says, I'm house-sitting for my aunt and uncle while they're out of town. This is yeah. the green light. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm like, okay, this is it. You know what I mean? I, and I pack up my shit, and I get over there. Well, I don't really pack up my shit. I didn't have anything. I didn't, you know, I wasn't staying there for an extended amount of time. So um, what, what, what had followed, and maybe this is a great sentiment of, Maybe you should just stay friends with people, even if there is a slight sexual tension. Maybe you should just stay friends with people. Because after the night was finished, I did not speak to her ever again. Okay. All right. So I get there and I walk in and we're hanging out. We're kind of we're we're hanging out. We're shooting the shit. We're watching a movie, hanging out on the deck. This is a nice house, um, Southern Denver. Nice house. We're like, okay, this is fun. Hanging out, um, watching TV. We're both not interested in TV. We're interested in getting to the to the to the deed. So we go up to the to the spare bedroom, and we get in there, and uh, we we were making out on the couch a little bit, um, and that's how that initiates that. And she's like, she she's like, well, let's go upstairs, and I'm like, okay. We go upstairs, we get into the bedroom, and um, I she's like, lay down on that bed, and I'm like, okay, and she she grabs the waistband of my shorts and says. Just so you know, I suck dick like a porn star. Pulls my my shorts down, boxers and all. Um, I'm fully erect. And she says, wow, I can't do that. And I'm like, what do you, I can't. I'm like, okay, I'm so, what? I just, I can't do it. It's just too much. And I'm like, wow. And she says, yeah, um, that's okay. I'm just not used to it, but we can take care of that. And I'm like, what? And she's like, the hair. I can't, I do not like pubic hair at all. So she takes me into the bathroom, sits me over in an open toilet, and trims my pubes with a close hair trimmer. I'm still fully erect, keep in mind. Thankfully. (laughs) Still erect. That's when you want to do that type of thing. Basically. She's in her underwear. I'm in nothing. Sits me over the toilet and trims my pubes bra or no bra in and around uh bra it was it was pretty Fucking nice amateur. Uh, uh, uh she was she well i mean she was up uh her chest was a lot better than the back end a lot okay. better kind of a flat yeah but ass so she she uh was well endowed on the top not so much on the bottom but she trims me and she takes me back in and she does blow me like a porn star she does all right i immediately blew my load because i was unpracticed I see. Immediately. So she takes care of that. Um, and slow refractory at this point, very fast refractory. There, there wasn't one because I remained. Ah, that's how much anticipation there was for this. Okay. I was still good to go. Have you ever had that happen? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, no. So I did, I went, but I was still rock fucking hard yep. i'm like okay let's do this and she she gets on the bed she lays down and i hop on top and i start put and she goes ow that hurts yeah <laughs> so yeah so I, I hop on top we're getting started she goes ow that hurts and i'm like well that's fine because i finished again and we bristly bristly <laughs> I still, yeah, no, so, yeah, no, I hopped on top. I put it, she's like, oh, that hurts. And I was like, oh, well, I'm finished, so that's cool. (laughs) I'll see you later. (laughs) That is the story of the Woody and the Buzz. At that point, she became extremely distant. I think I was the second guy she'd been with, and she kind of went Code for fifth. Yeah, so um, I was very tired at that point. 
I went to, I fell asleep in the bed, woke up. She had not returned for the night. Yes, she had not returned to me. So I wake up and she's just uh, downstairs kicking it at the computer, just like Facebooking. And I'm like, hey, she's like, oh, hey. And I'm like, hey, you want to cook some of that like frozen venison and do steak and eggs for breakfast? She's like, yeah. I'm like, sweet, fire up the grill. Um, the grill and the venison were both very not compatible. Uh, so venison came out a little tough. She said, this sucks. And I'm like, I have to go. I just cooked you breakfast. You told me this sucks. And after that, I, you know, I went out of, I went, I did it first. And I was just kind of like, last night was really, really, really weird. I feel like there were definitely some things that were unsaid and that our moods are not aligning right now. So I think that was it. And she said, all right. And that was the Woody and the Buzz. All right. Definition of the most awkward Awkward stitch. Hey, um, it was good for me. <laughs> <laughs> Not the itching wish afterward was, and the scratching of my things, but still. <laughs> exactly. But wow. I don't know. I mean, well, apparently now here's the weird part is that I don't know because um, the woman genitalia is a very pe- peculiar thing, I feel like. Um, sometimes it's there. Sometimes it's not in terms of uh, whether or not it's ready for said activities. True. And I think... I don't think she was – she by all means was not dry. I was not forcing into something dry or anything, mm-hmm. but it's – I think she had an – I to this day don't remember if she just was not prepared for it or if I was too big, what the issue was. I think I know what the issue was. Mm-hmm. Um, mystery woman, if you're out there, feel free to correct me. But uh, Oh, God, don't come back into when, this life at all. Do not know. Yeah. <laughs> Do not correct us. Do not listen to this episode. Be happy you with your relevance. You Holy Ninja fights. Never, yeah, tweet him directly and 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 stay so anonymous, have please. You, have you gotten a haircut? Of course, you've gotten a haircut down there. You know? No, in general. Or yes, no, I have. Yes. Okay. Okay. Or say trim your goatee. Yes. Yeah. Regularly. You know how when you trim your goatee, the ends are pretty sharp. Mm-hmm. And over a couple days, they soften up a little bit. Yeah. So she just trimmed your pubes. I'm sorry. And then... I'm sorry. No, 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 no. She did not trim. She shaved me bald down there. I'm sorry. I said trim. She shaved you bald. She shaved me bald down there. With just a close hair trimmer. With just a close hair trimmer. She didn't get out the shaving cream and the straight razor. She did not. No. I definitely remember that she did not do that. Maybe there was bristle stubble. Throughout. Did you just solve this mystery that I've thought about once or twice over the years, and only once basically, or twice over the years? Basically, she turned. <laughs> basically, she turned your Franken beans mm-hmm, into a Brillo mm-hmm. pad. Oh, boom! Cactus. There it is. Cact- Ooh, cac- oh, cactus. Thank there you, you Brian. go. There Brian you go. Because yeah, cactus was cactus definitely dick. much worse. Oh man, maybe that was it. Maybe that was ultimately it, and I didn't. I feel like I was still smooth though, oddly smooth, for what was going on there. Well, I mean, most of the shaft is smooth, but when you get to the base, true. So if you if you hopped on, didn't didn't swill around to stir the pot a bit. I gotta if you be just honest. Went straight balls deep. That's gonna hurt. I wasn't thinking about that <laughs> more than that. What had well, happened no, to what, me? That's what agent experience, um, which is like, uh, yeah, right. Still, so. but anyways, um, I think it's safe to say that we have these stories. I could not be any more happy with my sex life with my wife. 
And I think the same goes for you. Absolutely. Yeah, right? There's a reason we're married to these women. Yep. There is a reason. Brian, you can't marry a woman until that is the best sex you will ever have in your life. We'll find out. (laughs) We'll find out. We'll find out. Hey, we're there. I'm looking at my brothers. I'm looking at my brothers on this one. Oh, okay. All right. Why are you looking at your brothers? I'm confused. Because they have multiple partners. Okay, there you go. Sure, yeah. And then you figure it out. Yeah. And then you work on it. But only when she blows your mind and your penis. Don't marry a woman who doesn't blow. I'm out. (laughs) I think we're hitting our time limit, Rich. Probably. So, yeah. On the next episode, we'll probably go into oblivion. Meaning how oblivious we've been when women are hitting on us and we just don't fucking get it. Oh, I know where this is going and I really want to hear this story. There I really, really, so really many. want to hear this story. Oh, man. So I'm many. so excited now. Jeez. So, teaser for next episode, probably going to be titled Oblivion because we're going to get into how oblivious we've been in the past. Hey, that works. Obliviousness. Yes. Not getting it. Just yes. not getting Just it. Just not snapping into place. Done. So, Cool. Thank you very much for joining us. This has been When Daniel Met Rich. I'm Rich. I'm Daniel. Thank you. See you next time. At WDMR Podcast. At WDMR Podcast. Stitcher. Stitcher. SoundCloud. Me.